Hello, and welcome to the Evolution of Faith podcast. My name is Zach. And I'm David. And we're so glad you're joining us today. Um, we're thankful for that for our, for our listeners. If this is your first time or if you've been following along for our last few episodes, we're, we're glad you're here. As always, you can find us on, on Instagram. Uh, we post great quotes that connect to our, our podcasts some reels that are just short little clips. If you want a friend to, to check us out and you're like, hey, just watch this, this little clip to understand what this podcast is about. We've got that there as well. So, so follow us there if, if you're listening, wherever you're listening to your podcasts uh, and you feel so compelled to, please rate and review us. That would be awesome. Um, but we're excited for, for our conversation today. I think we're hitting a topic that is so important and like I'm as we're thinking about this, I just feel at ease thinking about this topic because it's so beautiful. But um, man, it's something that I, I want for every believer in their life to to participate in what we're going to talk about. So, uh, David, why don't you take us away yep. with what we're going to look at today? Today we are talking about Sabbath, and we're talking about a lifestyle, sabbatical lifestyle, we could say. Um, and one of the things that I've notice i was just talking to zag about this but in my life is i i can be extremely productive i can i i can move very quickly and get a lot done and one of the things in my life i've had to learn is just because i can should i in certain ways um i there was a period of time uh back when zach and i worked together where i was working full-time at a church and i was working part-time for a christian school which meant that every moment of the day was just bouncing from one task, one meeting to the next, to the next. And when I came out of that, I moved into a Anglican denomination, which is a little bit more uh, traditional and liturgically rooted. And with that, I had a bishop. And so there was a guy kind of at the top of what's called a diocese that. Um, basically demands or, or requests strongly for uh, the clergy and the pastors and the staff uh, of these churches to follow a pattern of, of kind of easing back and allowing the rhythm and the pace to be something that's natural to who you are and who God is. And with that uh, is a request or was a request that we would take at least one day off a week and that we would take all of our vacation days. We were allotted actually a decent amount of vacation days in this denomination that we would take them all off of a year. And it was to the point where if we would fudge on this and kind of overwork and, and work at times that we should be taking off, um, he would call us on it. And there were people that were actually put under discipline because it was uh, this important to him. Now, what I found out, I didn't realize how important it was for me until I started being forced into a rhythm where I took days off and took rest and, and actually learned what it meant to abide, but also learn what my being and, and, and my, my body and my mind and what everything uh, was saying and crying out. Uh, and sometimes I would just avoid my need to pay attention to those things and just you know, run almost a slave to productivity and working for, to be honest with you, bigger churches that drove with those values made it harder for me to pay attention to what my being was saying to me. I learned to do so. And 
eventually it taught me to how to come to healthier places, uh, both, uh, for myself, my own spiritual and emotional health, uh, but also for the health of the relationships of those around me as well. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about Sabbath. We're going to talk a little bit about um, why this Sabbath life and rhythm exists, but also why it's so alluring for us to be pulled to be slaves to productivity Mm. and slaves to some of the values that our world runs by in that. What's the heart of God in that? Why does he call us away Mm. from that? Why is it so hard to step away from that and abide with him? So yeah, Zach, if you maybe set up and talk a little bit about maybe how uh, we talked a little bit about this in the conversation uh, before this recording, but talk a little bit about maybe what was happening in Egypt and, and maybe yeah. God's people and why the call to a life of Sabbath was so important for God's people and what that meant. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, we go when we go to the scriptures. Sabbath is one of the first like things we see in Genesis. It's kind of the first time we ever hear this idea of like, God did this thing. So you are supposed to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, in the, you know, in the creation story, we have six days, God doing work, creating seventh day, he rests. And then the text tells us God deemed that day holy. And so you are supposed to also do the same thing and rest just like God did on that seventh day. And then you have this long Genesis story in which, you know, you never really get anyone talking about the Sabbath or participating in it. And then God's people at the end of Genesis or at the end of Genesis, beginning of Exodus are now dwelling in Egypt. They become a threat to um, the Egyptians. Fascinating. This is maybe a different thing. They do. The Israelites start doing exactly what God told them to do. They are fruitful and they are multiplying. And that's the words that are used there in Exodus. And then the Egyptian sees that as a threat. And so they put the people, they enslave them. And so, I mean, you, you get this picture here of God's people working like rough hours. They're, they're slaves, right? So um, they are called to do whatever the work is that's put before them. Um, and it's seven days a week of, of harsh, hard labor and work that they probably don't want to do. They're maybe not designed or gifted at doing, but they just have to do it because they are slaves in the land. And then you have the great story of Exodus of God rescuing the people out of slavery. And again, once he pulls them and we get all these commands of how they're to live now because God has rescued them and has called them to obedience. And one of the things is that you are called to take our Sabbath, to take a break once a week, there is a whole day dedicated to not working. And you can imagine like, here's a people group who has just been under insane pressure to work and work and work and under like the, the harsh hands of the Egyptians, you know, driving them and just saying, you're our slaves, right? You're going to do exactly what we're going to tell you to do. And now this God has rescued them and is telling them, Hey, you're, you're going to take a break every week, right? Like, there's this beautiful picture here of God rescuing them both from actual slavery and then the slavery mindset of work of like, I just have to keep doing these things and keep working um, to appease the people above me. And, and God's saying, Hey, no, no, no. Like 
you got to take a break every once in a while. And that was a revolutionary concept to have a Sabbath like that. Um, and it's, it's just fascinating that here we are, you know, thousands of years later, and we still feel that pressure to work and work and work to death and not take a break. And yet it is one of the most central commandments of the scripture. It's central to the creation story, central to our identity is that we've got to take a break every once in a while. Yeah. I think that a few things you use the term identity. I think that there's a few things that drive our desire for productivity, desire for impact in unhealthy ways. Like those, those can be good things when put in the right place. But um, one of those is maybe that our identity is maybe found in uh, our productivity or working for the man or who we work for, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, but also it, it, it comes down from a value system that is worldly, that is not yeah. of the kingdom of God. I love, I'm going to read this quote. This is Walter Brueggemann in his Sabbath resistance book. He says, in our own contemporary context of a rat race of anxiety, the celebration of Sabbath is an act of both resistance and alternative. Mm-hmm. It is resistance because it is a visible it, Uh, instance that our lives are not defined by production and consumption of the commodity of goods. And I think that sometimes we think that we think that we are in line with kind of the kingdoms of this world and the value systems for, for Egypt, what it was when they were enslaved, there's been moments where uh, they're called to even change the way the bricks are made uh, for yeah. the sake of for the sake of quick productivity, cheap productivity, and I think we fall into that um, where we forget the honoring of our humanity, other people's humanity, but also of the work and the creation that much of our productivity uses materials for. We step out of alignment with that, and one thing that Sabbath does is it helps us keep in an alignment with that whole structure. So I don't know if you want to speak to that at all. Zach. Yeah. yeah um, you know, I, I'm glad you brought in that, that Bergerman quote, cause it's so good. And yeah, I, th- I think Sabbath in of itself is a, is a revolutionary thing. And it's, it is a rejection that says um, I like, I am what's keeping me alive, like my work mm. and a rejection that says the, the powers that be are what are what keeps me going and what matters most. Sabbath is is a time to sit back and say, you know what, I I am not in control, and neither are the powers, the authorities that be, right? Because again, central to that creation idea here is that God is the one who has set it all up and 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 has called us to take a break because he's in charge. Like Sabbath is always a reminder to to look at that, oh, God is king <laughs> and and not the authorities above me, not, not the rulers or the powers or my boss or myself. Um, so Sabbath is, 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 is like a kind of a rebellious act to say yeah. like, I'm just going to take, take a break. Um, I, I, this, this just kind of popped into my head as we were talking about this, but um, have you heard of the idea of quiet quitting? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. I follow and I follow a couple amazing Instagram uh, accounts too that uh, <laughs> are hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a buzzword right now, buzz phrase. Um, but essentially the, the concept, as far as I understand is that, uh, people are looking at, at, at the work, you know, the work world right now and saying that people are, are doing the bare minimum of their job and they're not going above and beyond because they're burnt out, they're exhausted. And so they're not quitting, but they're just quietly doing the minimum amount of work. And so you have these kind of, you know, these, these articles that are like, oh my gosh, people aren't, aren't working as hard as they used to. And, and, you know, you have people up in arms about how lazy this generation is. And it's just, it's fascinating. That you're like, so they're still doing their job, right? <laughs> like you're yeah. still, you're still doing what, what you're meant to do. You're just not, you know, doing more than you should for, you know, for free basically. Yeah. And I just find it fascinating that that's like a conversation we're having right now is that people are burnt out and, yeah. um, and we're, we're blown away that people would do what we've told them they're supposed to do and not go above and beyond and not work more hours than assigned to them and not come in on the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of ideas of creating boundaries for work and, and it's just, it's just fascinating. This is a conversation we're having and it's so central to this ancient biblical idea. It tells the toxicity of our culture though. I mean, like John Mark Comer says, you know, in America, uh, he says, hurry is the root problem underneath the symptoms of toxicity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it tells we're so toxic that we're getting mad that people are just doing their jobs and they're not burning <laughs> themselves out. Yeah. Um, and it, and it seeps into, it seeps into so much of what we do, the expectation, you know, to, to go back to, I mean, the, it's, it's less relevant to the topic, but I just laughed to that. The, the generation that was able to, to buy houses that only on one job is complaining yeah. <laughs> that, that generations under them uh, are lazy when we have to, it's just a whole different world because yeah. productivity um, is so driven and impact is so driven in unhealthy ways. And, and it's like, in order for us to live, we feel like we have to, to jump onto that. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I, I think a, a great way to frame it is thinking of productivity as an idol, as a, as a God that's demanding sacrifice i mean sacrifice other conversations sacrifice from us sacrifice your time sacrifice your family your friends for you know moving up the ladder for getting an ounce of recognition for making more money to to you know i mean that's the great irony of it right like do this kill yourself so that when you're 60 you'll have enough money to to actually rest for the rest of your life. Like that's the system we have set up. And, um, and, and I, I think it's a way to frame it of like productivity and like exhaustion here and work is almost like its own God. And Sabbath is a rejection of worshiping that God. It's a rejection that says, um, no, someone else is in charge. (laughs) Yeah. Someone else has this. And like, it's a reminder that we are finite people, you know, like I have a finite amount of energy of a finite amount of time to give. And, um, the, the God of work is demanding all of that from me more than I even have. 
And Sabbath causes to stop and say, there's only one thing that's infinite, and that's God, who has all the resources, who has all the time, and even he took a break. Even he rested yeah. and called us to do that. Like, it's just that that loving picture that God looks at his, at his the humans he created and say, like, you need to take a break. You are you are of dust, you know, like, um, you don't have all this infinite ability to just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going without taking a Sabbath. That's good, man. Talk about now we have, uh, Zach has, we'll put this in the notes. Uh, Zach has an article on Sabbath that he wrote back in 2018. And I remember this season, uh, cause, uh, both me and him were kind of coming out of a similar, season. And so I remember reading this article and you do a great job of setting up uh, Sabbath, both as a God ordained and a God practice thing and mm-hmm. a God practice thing also seen in Jesus. Yeah. What can we, what can we learn from, uh, from the practice of rest and Sabbath that we see in God and we see that Jesus who is God in human form embodied? Yeah. So I, I, as you mentioned, I wrote this article, I had just finished working at a church and I was, I was burnt out. I was exhausted. My wife and I were in this weird season where we, we were moving to California and we didn't like, we didn't have jobs lined up. We were living in hotels. We had all of our stuff stored in, in storage. We were, we were trying to figure out our life. So it was very, it was a very exhausting time in that sense, but it was also restful in that I wasn't working in ministry. Um, I eventually got a job just doing customer service for a time. And it was just me taking a break, like just going to church, not actually doing any leadership or ministry stuff. And it was a, it was a very necessary break after just being completely wiped out from my previous job. And so I wrote this as a reflection on Sabbath. And when one of the things that I, I the, the, the article itself is titled Everyday Sabbath. And what I wanted to try to convey here was that Sabbath is, is in one sense, a once a, once a week practice that's established in the Old Testament of, of resting, of not doing any work, you know, delighting in God, delighting in the things he's given us. Um, and that, that's, that is Sabbath, but that there's this concept here of a life of Sabbathing where every day can be participating in the greater vision of what Sabbath is. And part of that comes from how Jesus does Sabbath, because you have this really interesting uh, situation where, where Jesus seems to constantly be breaking the Sabbath, according to the Pharisees. So um, to try to paint the picture here, you, you have the Pharisees who are, who are a group of people who, you know, I think, I think we get down on the Pharisees a little too much, but, but they were so convicted that like as the Israelites, as God's people, they were in the spot that they were at under the Roman rule, still in exile, still waiting for the Messiah. And um, they were there because they broke the covenant. And so the Pharisees thought, if we can, if we can follow the covenant, if we can follow the law to a T, then God will come and, and act, which is an understandable thought and position for them. And so when they looked at the Sabbath, they started creating these traditions and rules that were like, like really tedious about what it meant to follow the Sabbath. You know, you can't lift this amount of things. You can't, you know, it it becomes really tedious. And so kind of a day that was supposed to be really relaxing now becomes this anxious, like, like, am I following the Sabbath? Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so you have Jesus and he's going around and he's healing people on the Sabbath. And, and it's upsetting the Pharisees that he's doing work on the Sabbath. And so it's always kind of created this tension here of does Jesus not care about rest? Like, what is he doing when he's working and doing stuff on the Sabbath? So I have this, this quote here from, from John Walton. It's a little long, but I, I, it encapsulates this idea so well that transforms Sabbath to like a whole mindset of life. So he says this. He says, when Jesus talks about the Sabbath, he makes statements that seem unrelated to rest if we, th- if we think of it only in terms of relaxation. In Matthew 12, 8, he is the Lord of the Sabbath. When we realize that the Sabbath has to do with participating in God's order, Rather than promoting our own activities as those that bring us order, we can understand how Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Throughout his controversies with the Pharisees, Jesus insisted that it was never a violation of the Sabbath to do the work of God on that day. Indeed, he noted that God is continually working, and that the Sabbath is most this is the key right here. The Sabbath is most truly honored when we participate in the work of God. The work we desist from is that which represents our own attempts to bring our own order to our lives. It is to resist our self-interest, our self-sufficiency, and our sense of self-reliance. And I think that is is so good because what Walton is, is showing here is that Jesus does work on the Sabbath, but it is restorative work. And it's work that is always pointing that God is in charge. You know, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And that what Sabbath is doing is it's us. I love that desist from our attempts to bring our own order. That work is like when we are doing it, it's, it's us trying to main control, like maintain control over our life. And Sabbath is a release of that. It's to say, I'm not going to do any work today. And I am going to trust that God is still in control, that my life will continue, that things will be okay. And that I am not in control and that there's this other piece here to Sabbath where Jesus is also showing that restorative work is also participating in the Sabbath, that it's also reframing our idea of work, that, that, that there are things in which we can, we can do whether or not it's our nine to five paying job that there are things that we are called to participate in, participate in the kingdom that brings about restoration. Um, like my, the example I always think of is like, my wife is a physical therapist for children. Like, so I'll come home from working all day, you know, at church and she'll be like, I helped a kid who had cancer walk for the very first time. And I'm like, that's, that's ministry that's awesome. right there, right? And I just think of like, that is her job. And not every job gets, not every nine to five paying job gets to be something like that. But there are other areas in our lives in which we may be doing work that might be helping our neighbor, helping the person in our life, helping a family member, a friend that is restorative work, that is helping people see Jesus. Or the other piece of this too is, we may be doing work that gives someone else a break that might remove the barriers in their life so that they can take a rest for a little bit. You know, I, um, like I think of, uh, right now I'm a student and so I have, I have lots of work and there are times when my workload gets crazy because of school. And so my wife will step in and, and she'll do some of the chores that I normally would have to do. 
And that gives me a chance to take a break, right? But there are sometimes I'm called to help lift the burden of others so that they can find rest without disregarding my own rest, right? Like that's the, the other piece here too, is that Jesus himself still goes and rests, right? He mm-hmm. retreats and he goes away and he finds breaks and times of yep. rest. And so to me, Sabbath is a way to transform our entire mindset, to, make, to think of our work as transformative, restorative, to consider our vocation. How is it participating in the bigger picture of pointing to Jesus as Lord and yep. pointing towards him? And it's a call to to relax, to rest. Um, and to me, that captures this whole big idea of Sabbath and, and, and one big concept here. Uh, so don't take what I'm saying as do more work, you know, take your, your day off and go work at the soup kitchen, but more so like have your rest, rest, find that time mm-hmm. to Sabbath and release your control, but also look at possibilities of your time of work as restorative and ways in which you might lift the burden off someone else so that they can find their Sabbath rest. So yeah, so much packed into this quote from Walton, I think is so good. And I reflect on it a little bit more in my, my article that we can post later too. So yeah, let's, we'll post that both on social media, but also uh, in the notes. Um, Let me ask two questions. I'll probably add to the second question uh, a little bit uh, out of my own story. And then uh, here before we wrap up, Two questions. The first one is to the average person, maybe they're, maybe they're a parent um, with kids, maybe they're not, but uh, you have your, your, let's say nine to five, at least jobs, depending on how demanding your jobs are, that's Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, if you have kids, you're running around, uh, you know, going to soccer games, baseball games, whatever. And maybe you go to church Sunday morning, uh, depending on your frequency of, of church. And then uh, maybe you have chores around the house and helping kids with homework and helping, uh, maybe you're making phone calls, prepping stuff for that week. Um, what would you say practically uh, to help uh, reframe Sabbath? What are some practical steps for people kind of in that. And then the second question uh, you can get into if you want, if not, I'll, I'll kind of come back to it because I have some things to say here uh, before we wrap up is how do you know that your uh, your life and pattern is off of a sabbatical rhythm? Yeah, yeah that's a, that is a good question. Yeah. So for Sabbath, and, and I'm not perfect at this. This is something that like, even for my own self, as we're having this conversation, I'm like, oh man, I need I need to find that rest a little bit more, but a a pattern that I've had a little on and off is, so I do have Fridays off. Um, You know, as a pastor, I work on Sunday. So my Monday to Friday is really my Sunday to Thursday. And so Fridays, I I try to like, one of the things that I've been trying to do when I, when I make that an actual intentional Sabbath day is for a while, Friday to me was just the day to get those other chores done. Like Mm -hmm. the things I forgot in the week. But one of the things that I think the Sabbath does require is it actually kind of weirdly does require a little bit more work on the front to have that full day of rest. And that sounds like, well, then that seems counterproductive. But what we tend to do is if we if we don't set aside a whole day to rest, then the day that should be rest is kind of like, well, I just need it. I'll do laundry and 
um, all clean, but then, you know, then I'll, I'll have my rest. And so some of the things I've had to learn to do is that like Thursdays, I, then I need to do the laundry. Um, I need to do the, the cleaning that day. Uh, usually I need to do homework that day so that on Friday I've got none of those things that are stopping me from actually having that day of rest. Yeah. So I think the practicality of Sabbath is that you have to pick a day um, and, and set aside, like, what, what are the things that would get in the way of me actually having the rest? What are the errands I would have to do, the grocery shopping, all that stuff? And can I find the time the other days mm-hmm. to do that? So that day is all set aside for that. Because what we tend to do is our Saturdays and our Sundays usually are in like has a little mixing of both, you know, errands and stuff we have to do, and then a little break, and and then that's just not a, an actual day of rest. And and Sabbath is doesn't always have to be one day. Sometimes for mm-hmm. some people, the reality is like even having a day off is is a privilege, right? Like for some people, that's not the reality, and so. Yeah. Maybe it's setting aside evenings, you know, at evening, I'm putting away emails. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm going to be present with my family. Um, one of the guys who I think we, we mentioned him before, but one of the pastors who I feel like has talked on this so well and has really made this a habit in his life is John Mark Homer. Yeah. He's talked a lot about it of like, this is a family thing for him. You know, he has kids and a wife. And so Sabbath is a participation with the whole family. They have to prepare for it, set aside all these things and all these ske- conflicting schedules in their family to make sure that that Saturday for them is a whole day to Sabbath. And so it does take a little bit more work on the front, but then that whole day is rewarding and isn't like this mixing of stuff. So what about you, uh, David? What what um, practices do you have for Sabbath? Yeah, my I'm I'm a little different, so I know that not everybody can fully look into my vision as an ideal because my family uh, they homeschool, hmm. and because they homeschool Friday, we actually take the day off of their school as well, and so what Friday wow. turns into is a is a is a family day off um, as a whole. And so, uh, but that's, that's taken us just to figure out what works for us. Um, I encourage people because I, I do, I, I pastor a lot of people that live lives and work jobs that don't allow them a whole day. And so for me, what I like to ask is how can you start? I mean, can you give an hour per day? Can you give a few hours a week? How, how can you start the practice of it and then move from there? Because you'll, You'll find um, you'll find how much abiding in times of rest actually helps um, your focused, correct productivity um, later. And so people people normally when they realize like, oh my goodness, I, I found a, a couple hours a day a week or or an hour each day or however they choose cho- choose to find that space, they find how their soul finds health uh, as a whole. Um, but yeah, my my own rhythm, I try not to to encourage people based on my own rhythm because I know it's unique based on what I do and the fact that my family homeschools. So, yeah. 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 And I, and I think another uh, piece of wisdom too, is like there can be relaxation and rest, but there can also be like slothfulness, yeah. or, <laughs> you know, just like, like some things that I've had to do for me is like, I do love video games, but I can't yep. make my whole Sabbath you know, six hours of video games that then that just becomes like 
a mindless thing. I right? feel I feel gross, and I feel like it's a waste when I don't, you know, <laughs> yeah. set the perimeter. Yeah. So then I do have to set like, hey, yeah. I do really enjoy playing video games, and it's relaxing. But yeah. let's let's keep that to an hour, and then like, so and then oh, the other thing too. Sometimes Sabbath does require a little bit of planning of like. I'm going to do this for an hour and then I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to, uh, you know, for me in California, I'm going to go to the beach and, you know, um, for you, it's always Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. Disneyland. Yeah. (laughs) That's stressful. That's not always relaxing, but, um, um, but yeah, sometimes we, we also have to think through like what are actual things that are life giving, um, but also restful that, yeah, maybe it is watching an hour of Netflix, but not making that, you know, your whole day. Cause then you're just going to feel kind of like gross and not maybe as yeah. restored. So, um, okay. Your second question, remind me what your second question. Was. Second question is how do we know that our, our rhythm is off that we need mm. to kind of retweak into a sabbatical mindset and rhythm? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I think, I think as soon as our work starts taking over family time, uh, friend time, um, if you start re- realizing you are saying no to things that, that aren't work and you are saying yes to all sorts of work things, um, that, that is it. That is a big clue. Um, I think feeling a sense of, I mean, the sense of burnt being, feeling burnt out of exhausted, um, maybe you've lost passion for what you're doing. Um, Sabbath can be a great kind of passion reset for for life for your job um yeah i mean i think even to just like seeing things only in terms of productivity and and seeing things only in terms of like how does this benefit me and how does this person how are they going to advance my my career if if i talk to them like seeing people in those terms is you know yeah pretty real like indicator that you need a, a sabbath because sabbath is also a reminder that says that person across from me is another human <laughs> who needs rest and is beyond is more than just their work um yeah i think like uh if if all you can talk about or think about is work that is a pretty big indicator that that your sabbath rhythm is off as well being being angry all the time. Like, I think anger is a real indication that, that, that something is off in your system. Um, Yeah. J.R. Briggs talks about how anger is when somebody crosses into your perceived kingdom, which tells you that you think that you have a perceived kingdom and you know, is that, are you submitted to the kingdom of God? You know? Yeah. 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 So those are, those are some that I can think of. Um, Do you have others that you'd want to add? Yeah, I, I would add maybe the, the with the anger, uh, I would actually um, I, let me read this and then we could wrap up after this. But for me, and I think what I've experienced from others is a lack of patience. Uh, when I realize that I'm being I'm not being patient with people, I realize mm-hmm. that that my Sabbath is off. Uh, let me read uh, just real quick. This is First Corinthians 13 and uh, verse three. It says, if I if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flame. So even some of this is good religious, you know, type of busyness and productivity and even surrendering my body to the flame. Uh, some, some translations say hardship or even death. And so mm-hmm. like, you're like, man, I'm just, I'm giving myself over to this 
that says, but I have not love, I am nothing. And then the very next one, it starts framing some of the 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 fruit of love. Uh, is a love is patient. Like that's the very first thing it says right after that. And I think I'm like, man, what it's doing is it's it's actually framing the very first thing it says that love is is actually a rhythm piece. Uh, patience. You can't have patience without a healthy rhythm. And so I would say that I have a tendency of submitting myself to religious acts of productivity, even to the point where I give myself and my body over to hardship. Um, but if I don't have love and love that the very first thing it says is patience, I'm nothing. And so I, I would say that patience is that, that piece for me that I realize if I'm being impatient and I'm snappy at my kids, my family, other people, um, even Sunday mornings, you know, I've, I realized as a pastor, people, people desire those moments with you. And part of my role is to be available for everybody's story mm. and stuff until everyone's out and it's time to lock the doors. If I realize that I'm being impatient, I realize that my Sabbath mm. is off. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really good. Well, if you are listening, I hope, um, I hope you are able to find rest uh, this week mm-hmm. and um, and uh, and also be on the lookout for people in your life who are who are burnt out. Maybe there is something you can do that doesn't impact your own Sabbath to lift that burden off of someone mm-hmm. else so that they can find rest and um, man, just abiding with God in that time and recognizing who He is, who we are as finite creatures and that we serve an infinite God. Things will be okay if you take a break. The world will not end if you do not look at your emails, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I hope I hope this has been encouraging to those who are listening and, and is just bringing up all these thoughts and reflections on your own life and, and where Sabbath might need to take place. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, I will see you, see you next time for our next topic. Awesome, thank you. <laughs>